0: Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. Just a quick announcement before we get into today's episode. This is episode number 24, and things are progressing very nicely in this campaign, but I will, after this, Take a little bit of a breather for the rest of April, uh, because I have a few commitments this month. Uh, Work has been extremely busy, and you know how that always eats into my time. And um, I'm nearing sort of a a point in the campaign where uh, there's going to be a very... I think, pronounced change in direction. So I'm going to have to do some planning around that. And I'll probably be pretty active, uh, hopefully, well, a little bit more active in the Discord and Facebook. You know, bouncing around some ideas about the next big directional change. I do want to record some more um, campaign planning stuff as well. Um, all of this is, you know, presenting a challenge to keeping the regular recording schedule go. So I'm going to pause, pause on the Patreon episodes for this month. Um, pause on any new episodes coming out after number 24 just for April and then for May hoping to get back into it with vigor because we are getting close to our four-year anniversary and also getting very close to 100,000 downloads which is exciting and I want to plan like a very special giveaway to celebrate that and to celebrate all of you for being on this journey with us for all this time Or for any amount of the time, really. So, yeah. So, uh, I really do appreciate uh, everyone's willingness that I can, you know, take these little breaks when I need to. uh, And that you're not going to get ticked off with me. So, thank you very much for your understanding for that. That's it for me. I mean, if you want to help out in the meantime, tell a friend. Leave a rating or review. If you want to support us in another way, you can check out our Patreon, where every month we have like a behind the screens campaign chat with me, Sarah, Matt, and Kevin. We talk about like what's happening in the campaign. Uh, we do a Q and A where you can submit cues, and we'll give them our A's. It sounds weird. And then each month we also do brainstorm like a uh, a villain that you could use if you want to in a game, a campaign, or a one shot. Depends on the month. So yeah. That's it for me. I'm going to stop talking now. So without further ado, let's rejoin our heroes so that I can stop talking. Let's rejoin Kevin, Matt, and Sarah, otherwise known as Gutterbird, Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble, and Chai Spice. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into it. Episode 24. So last time we played, you made an uneasy alliance with Bryce Baylock, two of the uh, Grey Aladrin, and their five undead companions who were... In some other lifetime, Human alive pilgrims. And now they are ghouls and ghasts. Uh, Bryce and his little entourage. Had been waiting in this cave. uh, Unable to get through. A nearby mountain pass. Because of two frost giants. Who were just totally owning the space. And he suggested. That you team up. Take them both down. And then whatever happens after that. Um. But uh, during that time of giant fighting, there will be a gentleman's agreement. And, uh, and he thinks that you can take them down together and had suggested a plan of Bryce and Thaddeus and a couple of the undead going after the giant who can cast spells. And I should say that that was also something that was noted that no one has made it through this mountain pass because these giants have some kind of illusory magic. Or uh, among other powers, so they've been leading people into mazes that they can't get out of. Essentially, so you would go after the spell-casting giant, hopefully kill it, while the others kited around a uh, the the non y giant uh, to keep them busy. Uh, you're free to change this plan if you want, but that is where we are picking up. Start of a new day. Everyone's excited to. I guess everyone being me is excited to see what
1: happens. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Uh, I don't like any of it.
2: The audience is also excited, Tim.
1: That's true, I guess.
2: Did you hear that audience? Based on the fact that no one's told me otherwise, I am assuming.
0: (laughs) You're assuming that we have an audience. That's that's very presumptuous. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Presuming is presumptuous. (laughs) (laughs) God damn. (laughs) Boom! Roasted.
1: <laughs> yeah, that did kind of just just bite a little,
3: didn't it?
0: Oh, that was just supposed to be fun. I'll remember that. I'll remember, <laughs>
3: I'll that. remember that when I when I asked my patron for uh, for something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait,
1: hold on. I just want to check. Uh, sorry, frantic book flipping pages. So many books. Uh, or someone can just tell me: Is Beacon Hope a ritual spell?
0: I believe it is not. It is not a ritual.
1: Not a ritual?
2: Not a ritual. Poopsicles. Okay, then. Never mind. I will cast a spell, though. In our weird little quarters, I will cast the spell.
1: Oh, wait. Still, I still might do... You do your, your thing, and then I might do something else.
2: Uh, I'm just going to cast aid. We all get a 5 HP bump to our maximum for 8 hours.
1: Regardless of distance from you,
2: yes. So this uh, is this is not a concentration spell.
1: It's five to our max.
2: To your max. So my max HP for the next eight hours is sixty instead of fifty-five. We can be healed up to that new maximum. And uh, most importantly, I did it when we weren't in view of Bryce, and he's not going to be butthurt hurt that I didn't give it to his buddies.
1: I mean, I think that's pretty legit. Uh, Yeah, thank
2: you for that. Much appreciated. That does take away one of my bigger smites, but, I mean, I think us all having a greater hit point pool is better. So, uh, it requires a tiny strip of white cloth, so I'm going to take a tiny strip of white cloth and whip each of you with it gently. And that's how you're going to get aid. I don't know.
0: That is weird. (laughs) Just imagine you, like spitting on it and then like rubbing it in their face going Tritherion, Tritherion, trithereon
1: i am going to before we go like i'm still like while we're maybe like well actually approximately 10 minutes before we're about to leave because i'm gonna ritual cast this uh i would like to cast augury
2: cool let it do
1: so <laughs> Uh, I'm using, uh, I'm rolling dragon bones to be technical. Uh, you receive an omen. So I'm like like basically doing a divination spell. I, I receive an omen from my otherworldly, from an otherworldly entity about the results of a specific course of action that I plan to take within the next 30 minutes. The DM chooses one of the following possible omens. Uh, so well is good results. Woe bad results. Well and woe, both good and bad, or nothing. The results aren't uh, that aren't especially good or bad. The spell doesn't take into account any possible circumstances that might change, uh, such as uh, losing or gaining a companion. Um, if the spell cast two or more times before completing a long rest, uh, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. So I'm in essence like rolling divination runes to see whether there will be good results, bad results, mixed results, or ask me again later. I'm shaking the magic eight ball. <laughs>
0: I think it's pronounced whale. Actually, it's pronounced whoa. <laughs> All right. Well, what, what is the specific course of action that you're describing?
1: I'm going to describe the course of action being the allyship between us, the groups, together for the next 30 minutes. Like, so, like, Bryce, the Aladrin, the Undead, and us. Will that relationship go well, bad or
0: mixed or. Ugh. So I've got a I guess that that, that is kind of open-ended but I'll ask you like one one question before answering cuz I think it's important. When you're asking this like what is your own mindset towards this? Like are you are you like fully committed to it or are you planning to like if you see an opening to kill one of these people are you planning to take it?
1: I I'm planning to uphold Thaddeus's agreement whereas I will be peaceful until the giants are dead. But what I'm trying to see, I guess, is whether they they will betray us. Is kind of where I'm trying. I'm like I am I trust Thaddeus in this moment. I'm he wants to hold this pact and I I I'm with him on that. But I want to know whether they are going to actually help us or use the advantage specifically from what I heard from what the Eladrin say about not wanting this deal to go through. And the fact that I'm with the Eladrin right now, or I'm the plan is for me to be with the Eladrin.
0: And your role, you're, you're doing this with, with like these like runes, like little stones with markings, presumably. Yeah. It's mostly (laughs) wheel. I don't know if that surprises you. There is a hint of the possibility mm. of woe, uh, which probably isn't a surprise, but okay. mostly, mostly wheel.
1: Okay, good to know. Oh, I have an owl. Who? Oh, for God's
2: sakes. <laughs> Come on.
1: I have a snowy Come owl. On.
2: You can't just lob it up like that. No.
1: Yeah, I might say, so do we know where the... The giants are right now.
0: Yeah, so they're about 200 feet like north of the, of, of your cave. So Thaddeus got hit with a boulder as you approach the cave. So it's not very, they're hanging around like not very far away.
1: Shall I suggest to the group perhaps I send my owl, my, on a little bit of a scouting mission? That
2: depends. What's the owl's name?
1: I don't, I don't know.
2: No, we're sending Grease Trap. (laughs) If you don't got a good name for him, we're sending Grease Trap.
1: The animal hasn't spoken to me its name. I don't want to assume. Mostly because this owl has advantage on perception checks using hearing or sight.
0: So are you sending the owl or are you sending Grease Trap?
1: I'll send the owl, because you can, the owl doesn't really do much for combat for me, but Grease Trap does do some combat stuff for you, right? Oh, no, wait. I get advantage on attacks. Oh, that's melee attacks, isn't it? Uh, it, he has to, the owl has to provide
2: the help action. It all depends on what you're doing, I guess. But is it on
1: melee attacks? It, or is it anything?
2: It all depends on what you're doing, I guess. Like, it's, like, is the owl up at the giant, like, flying in front of its eyes, preventing mm, okay. it from seeing? Like, okay. <laughs> it all depends on what's happening. <laughs>
1: okay, so I, th- I, I think I'll send the owl.
2: I want to name the owl G.W.
1: G.W.?
2: Yeah. Guess who? <laughs> oh my yeah! oh god. I love it, but oh my god. <laughs> well, that that way we've got G.B., G.T., and G.W. <laughs> oh my
3: god. <laughs> when there's trouble, you can call G.W.
2: That's even better!
1: Oh god, okay.
2: be so good if you made it a duck, though. <laughs> Because then you could have had Darkwing Duck.
0: Oh my God! Anyway, send the owl. Okay, you send the owl out. It is a gray day. The sun is hidden behind snow clouds. It is snowing lightly. Uh, there's a uh, a slight wind blowing from the north. And Wait, does the owl report back to you? How does this work?
1: Uh, I have its
3: eyes.
0: Oh, right. Okay. Well, then, how's it going to see anything? Ah.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I go temporarily blind, which is why I want to do this in the cave before we leave. But I gain one of its sight, so I could do its hearing. I could do its sight, whatever. But I want to. I want to see right now.
0: Mm, gotcha.
1: So I'm just like sitting in the in the in the cave still.
0: Okay. So there is uh, towards this peak where you're assuming that the giants are a heavy layer of cloud and. The open area in front uh, of this set of like craggy, rocky spires is like gently slanting upwards. So there's kind of like a main a main path towards this area that goes for about 120 feet. Uh, on the left, there are smaller like bol- like a an area that's kind of heavy with boulders, uh, but you see that where you assume the giants to be, there's kind of a, uh, a heavy cloud overhanging and you can kind of see their forms kind of moving about restlessly.
1: Okay, so the two of them are about 200 feet away in this kind of like gap between the boulders and pathway?
0: So right now they're, they're sort of partially obscured by these rocky spires. They're kind of like in this, like a forest of jutting sharp rocks. They're just kind of, like, standing behind a couple of them. Uh, you know, they're not totally concealed. Anybody who kind of peeks their head around could probably see it once you get close enough. So they are partially concealed. They're not hidden at all. And there's wind blowing from their direction towards towards the cave. And a sort of a, an open area, which, you know, they could probably see anybody approaching... And then to the left of that open area, there's a, a like um, a more rocky area that is heavier with, might be slower to traverse, but uh, would provide more cover.
1: Okay, I will obviously just relay everything that I saw to the to everybody. I know the plan was for some of us to get right up in there and some of us to hang back, but I think we might need to all be in a slightly better position for visuals. What does the group think? Say thank you for your intel, and I agree. Cause they're t- it, but still about two hundred feet. Was best guess.
0: Uh yeah, Bryce will say that once once they're challenged, they do tend to come forward like out from from their little area. They're very keen to show that they can defeat like their opponents, so they they tend not to like hang back for too long. They're pretty eager to to mix it up.
1: Do we want to intentionally lure them out?
2: So we're having this conversation around, like, where we have the campfire, essentially. In the cave, but not in our little rooms, quote-unquote.
1: I assumed we were, like, around the central area. Yeah.
2: Well, it seems like Brass has got a good handle on what these giants are capable of. I think by coming towards them, it's going to bring them out. I think... We have to either close that distance quick or appear suddenly at a closed distance. Because if that uh, boulder tosser jerk store guy is going to keep doing that, it's going to be a very precarious and long charge.
3: Are they still aware of us? Like, do they know? Are they restless and kind of milling around because they are aware that we're up? you know, we're kind of approaching or is that just what they always do?
2: That might be a question for either a, those giants or B, our dear, dear friend, Bryce, and you can't find air quotes big enough.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Bryce would say that it's probably both. They're casting illusory magic potentially to protect something or keep people out of a certain area so they might they might be posted up here like more often than people know uh, but maybe it's just because they're aware that maybe this is sort of a dead end that they're just assuming that you're still there
3: I think trying to get the jump on them might be uh, not only a, a tactical uh, advantage but also high entertainment value well if there's one thing we can count on
2: it's me moving silently.
1: From what we... From what I saw... And our... Run into this cave... What would I remember the terrain to be like... In terms of like... Our speed through it? Uh,
0: I mean... The, the open area is... Like the snow's not deep enough... To really slow anybody down... If you're motivated enough... You can move through that at your normal speed... The rocky area on the left side is, you know, offers some protection from uh, various ranged attacks, but uh, would pr- really preclude anybody from like sprinting or dashing through it.
1: And The rocky area is the obviously slower, but probably safer way. Yeah. In terms of like, we'd have the, sorry, I should, I should phrase, we'd have the longest without them seeing us.
0: Potentially. Yeah. I mean, your odds are way better there than out in the open.
2: All right, Brass, you go that. You go this way. We'll go through the rocky side.
1: Well, so <laughs> what? And I'll say this out loud because I'm like, I, 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 with the my divination, I don't want to. I want it to go as a group. Well, I want us to function well. Um, with the mold earth cantrip, I can in essence. Chisel us a path through The rock It won't do everything but we'll literally get a corridor Like a one person wide corridor It might make noise though I was just about to say Is that going to be quiet I I mean that would be It doesn't say whether it's silent or not It doesn't say It is only somatic though So what I'm specifically referencing uh, It only works in a five foot area This is a cantrip I would just be doing like back to back Basically Uh So within a five-foot cube, if the dirt or stone I am targeting is on the ground, I can cause it to become difficult terrain. Alternately, I can cause the ground to become normal terrain. And it lasts for an hour. Not concentration.
3: So you'd be doing this, like, five feet at a time?
1: Yeah, so, like, I'd be at the front casting... Like, like it'd be a slow crawl, but, like, we'd have an escape route or, like, a path, right?
3: When you do... I'm not, I'm not trying to get in the way of this because I think it's an awesome idea. Um, if you do one mold earth and then the next five feet, does, then, does the one that you just finished revert? No. Cool. Okay, great.
1: Instantaneous and each square lasts for an hour. Because it's not a concentration. Th- if it was a concentration thing, yes, I'd have to like drop one to do the other. But it just says it lasts for an hour. On the I effect. I think the actual idea of that timeline is so that it, I can prep an area, basically.
0: The other Aladrin are for it.
1: Or we do some of us up that way that have a bit more range. Because we'll be behind a bit more cover. And then if you guys want to go and lure them out. Because that was the plan is for you guys to get up in their business. It's just really the order of operations we want to go with.
0: If you were uninterrupted, just just creating that line, it would take you about two and a half minutes to get through 120 feet.
2: Anything that doesn't get me hit by another one of those boulders is a win. A million times over. Mentally, physically, emotionally, (laughs) sexually, even spiritually, that's a win.
1: So that is the only... As far as I can tell, my only option to, like, assist in passage.
0: Bryce would assume that the plan would be to for the lighter group to sneak into that area. And then he and Thaddeus sort of, like, wait until enough time has passed and then, like, make their charge. Is that what you're envisioning? That, like, when when you're in position, then, like the heavies come in
1: yeah just because like i don't i'd like to just kind of build us a better path kind of thing i don't know how far i'll get i don't know like i mean it's it's the balance right so it's like it will take us some time to do this i think technically slower overall no will it be slower overall yeah slower overall than just running because i'd get 15 feet in difficult terrain so it's a matter of like whether you think that that's Advantageous to also having a, a possibly faster escape route, is what I think. Like, because if we just went, I'm assuming all of us have about thirty. as our speed?
2: Yeah. uh, Sadie will so just be like, I'm. I'm on board. If we can. If it literally can costs minimize, me nothing to do it. Yeah. yeah. If we can just minimize the boulder throwing into my face, as stated previously, I'm in.
1: Yeah, I figured getting us closer under slightly more stealthy conditions. I guess this is the plan. All right, so I start as stealthily as possible.
2: Bryce and I are left alone in the cave.
1: Yep, well, with the undead. (laughs) I start... Oh, no,
2: Kyogen's there.
1: Oh, yeah, you're with Kyogen. I start chiseling a little path. Quietly chiseling. Molding. Molding. I'm molding a path.
0: Right, so so to get there, you, you do exit the cave and sort of Pass maybe twenty feet to the west, twenty or thirty feet to the west to get to that rocky area because it's on sort of like the left flank of the open the open area. Does that does that make sense?
1: Yes. With my, what was I wearing a polar bear,
0: owl skin? bear? Yeah.
1: Owl bear. Would that provide me any camouflage in this terrain?
0: Um, it's it's snowing, so I, I'm I'm not going to make anybody roll. Stealth uh, at this point, uh, just yeah. I I think you're far enough away, and they they aren't alerted to your like activity at this point yet. So, so yeah, you you make it over there, no problem. Okay.
1: I will start using the storm as a bit of cover. Maybe I'll like time it for like when there's like stronger winds carrying the sound away, kind of thing. Do the keep casting the
0: mold earth. Right. So chai up front. And then you have three three ghouls in tow, all of whom are disgustingly and unnervingly familiar to you. And uh, I don't care. I don't know if the marching order is important, but you also have two Aladrin and uh, and Gutterbird. So you got a, a train a train of seven people.
1: I would make, like to make sure that, uh, as much as I hate having them at my back, I want to make sure Gutterbird is safe. So, I, like, if Gutterbird wants to hang at the back, I'm fine with that. But uh, my my preference would likely be for him to be closer to me. But I will let if you've got some pre- you've got some pretty good protection stuff on you, so you can fend for yourself pretty decently. So I will let you decide. So,
3: um, so the uh, the undead are they? I know we've kind of um uh, oracled that uh that this first leg of our of our tour should go well Um, but uh, is there are they sort of so they're under um, Bryce's control is it possible that uh, you know this could all go sour if we're not paying really close attention to them so that is to say should I I'm happy to be at the front but I wonder if there's any value to be at the back and just keeping you know to keeping an eye on our undead companions as we make our way what do you think?
1: Oh, yeah. There's probably advantage. I just wasn't sure how um, comfortable you were uh, being separated, but that's fine. I think that that's probably a good move to like keep an eye on all avenues. Cool.
3: And if I die, I die.
1: <laughs> if we we go down. Slightly separated, but together. If
0: he dies, he (laughs) dies. Uh, I will say that the Eladrin... Socially
1: distanced, yeah.
0: The Eladrin, like, one of the Eladrin, like, keeps looking over her shoulder, Kevin, at uh, at Gutterbird, as if, like, she wants to talk to you. But she says nothing because she knows that the element of stealth is vital at this stage.
3: Hmm. Professional. I
1: also would like to... I would have um, done this probably first thing in the morning, just because, like, I, I had that... Mid combat discussion with Gutterbird. I'm gonna like say to him like this was like I'm gonna retcon this if you'll allow me to like right when we were getting up. I'm gonna just look at Gutterbird because the Eladrin presence, the Gray Eladrin presence, had been has been bothering me this entire time, and I want to look at him and remind him as like based on what they mentioned to you before, it is likely they're going to try and use some kind of knowledge to lure you or convince you. That they can be trusted, or that they have some information that you have to have. But I, I need you to know, whatever they know, we can figure out together. We don't need them or what they can,
3: what they theoretically have. I absolutely, yeah. I am uh, committed to our, uh, to our team and our uh, adventure at the moment. So yeah, and I'm also terrified of them. So we'll, be, <laughs> we'll, we'll be okay.
1: I promise we'll find you some answers, but maybe. A different, well, not maybe. In a different way, for sure.
0: So, flipping, uh, zooming back to the cave, Bryce is just doing some lunges. He's he's loosening up. And he, <laughs> he takes out his, his skull mace. And moments before heading out, after waiting for a couple of minutes, Bryce, very solemnly says that he has to tell you something about that mace at some point but now is not the time
3: oh come on (sighs) uh wait this is the mace he's using (laughs) sorry i have anxiety (laughs) god damn it
2: um thaddeus is just gonna stand there casually remove the bandage fold it like Almost like somebody who's OCD folding a napkin, just very precise with his folding. Folds it over so that the uh, the initials uh, HG are up at the top. Just kind of folds it nice. Looks down at it. Looks at Bryce. Just says, "Here we go, a fucking game." And he puts it into his
3: pack. Picks up his axe and gets ready to just book it. Ew. <laughs> I better not find out that that skull used to be my wife.
1: <gasps> Tim says nothing. He's like, "Shit, you found out."
0: Can you like? Is your approach going to be? I'm assuming you're not trying to advertise your your approach. You're no. just hoping to make it as far as you can before they notice you.
1: I think I'd probably want to keep like a 60 foot. Like, I don't want to get closer than 60 feet to where I think they are. And then, like, that's where I'd stop the... Surprise, motherfucker! Yeah, like, I want to leave some (laughs) distance, so, like, hopefully they won't notice us. But also, like, a pretty good range distance for hopefully our shit.
0: Okay, so I'd like the advanced team, that's Chai and Gutterbird, to make stealth checks with advantage. And this is representing you being aware that Thaddeus and Bryce and the two uh, ghouls Sorry, the two ghasts are are now on their way down the main path. And you're sort of hiding because you know that the giant's attention will be drawn Mm. closer to your area very soon.
1: So I rolled a 21.
3: And I have got a 16.
0: Wait. 18.
1: Ooh, better.
0: Okay, and now everybody can roll initiative. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, God. Okay. For
3: fuck's sake. Oh, 20.
1: <laughs> oh, nice.
3: Thanks, Dispel Dice.
1: I got a 12. CX.
2: Great. What are you talking about? I'm trying to let him get ahead of me.
1: <laughs> You're trying to let Bryce go ahead of yeah, me? Yeah, just, I guess that's fair. He's get a bit ahead of me. It's fine. I was hoping I'd... Well, I need a distraction to do what I want to do, so...
0: Thaddeus Bryce and the two ghouls, wait keep getting them confused, the two ghasts uh, make it 60 feet, full 60 feet before the frost giants notice them and spring into action they are 60 feet away and begin to move out from behind their uh, rocky spires that they were sort of standing in between one of them wields a mighty battle axe made of sharpened stone and is looking like he's sort of hugging against a wall towards uh, your left, closer to the group but not paying them any attention for now. And the other frost giant has sort of a weird arcane glow about its eyes, and you think that this is the magic one. So, gutterbird is up first. And you notice that as soon as they as soon as they notice the group in the open stretch, the wind gets much stronger. So, gutterbird is up first. What's it gonna be? Hmm. And uh, how close are they
3: to each other? <laughs> <laughs> Just out of curiosity, not not really. They're, they're like uh,
0: ballparking, really. They're they're probably like less than less than thirty feet apart at this point. Let's say twenty feet. I'll put it at twenty feet.
3: Oh. And. Uh... But we haven't approached
0: yet, correct? It's just been um,
3: uh, Thaddeus
0: and uh, Bryce. Well, you're in this sort of rocky—I don't know what you want to call it—a uh, they haven't seen us yet—a a trench that Chai has been digging. And uh, yeah, you're 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 you've been unnoticed, and you're about sixty feet away. Because uh, Sarah, you said you wanted to stop about sixty feet from them, right?
1: Yeah. I wanted some distance.
0: Yeah. So you're you're both groups are now about 60 feet away from these guys.
1: So they notice all of us together in a clump or were they you guys were going a different way, right? Thaddeus and Bryce and that group were going a slightly different direction.
0: They were going up the middle, correct? Yeah.
1: Yes. Okay. I just want I just want to make sure they haven't spotted us yet.
3: I just so for for safety. For safety,
1: safety reasons, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. And they are aware of us.
1: They're aware of Thaddeus's
3: group, and they're not kind of—they're moving towards. They want—they're gonna. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're aware,
1: there's a yeah they're aware there's a threat to them.
3: Would we say our back? Their backs are to us, or are they just were just out of their peripheral.
0: I mean, if the, you're you're ducking down and you're trying specifically right now, like you were trying to remain hidden. If they if they were to move closer, and try to look for you, they might find you but right now, like, you're sort of, like, down and off to the right, so you're kind of, like, in their side-view mirror sort of thing.
3: This feels premature,
0: but I'm gonna... I'd
3: like to cast Fireball, please.
1: (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) I'm for it.
3: (laughs) I want to pop up, and regardless... Like, I don't want to wait to find out if it's gonna go well or not. I want to start by yelling, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. (laughs) and then as they turn <laughs> to see what's making the noise i would i would then like to cast my uh, cast my fireball in their in and around their general direction
0: okay and they have to make what's your spell save dc at this point kevin
3: um spell save dc is 15 that sounds low
0: so before you roll your 8d6 what does it look like when you cast fireball for the first time
3: um, I think you get that kind of classic, you know, uh, little pebbles start kind of rumbling and shaking, and, uh, and then kind of bigger ones start to go, and then I, th- I think, you know, this, this is a... Um, fireball is... Um, so it's a sphere. So I imagine there almost being like a small ignition in the center of that that sphere, maybe like, you know, akin to lighting... Like lighting a match, like a spark and a quick little fizzle, and then it sort of, uh, you know, it, it it starts to just expand from there out, kind of like a, you know, the initial blast from a bomb, just this like, in terms of, you know, uh, this expanding ball of fire that kind of came from just a small spark.
0: Okay, so the closer one who wields this mighty stone battle axe looks to you and uh, sees the fire coming but is too slow to get out of the way. The other giant behind him does manage to duck down and avoid a little bit of the damage but he's still going to take some. So roll 8d6 and tell us what the total is. 29 total.
2: That's a nice fireball.
1: That's pretty decent.
2: Above average. Above average fireball. Hmm.
0: Okay, so the one closest to you takes it Full on, barely gets out of the way. Uh, so he takes all that damage. The one behind him takes half of that damage because he, he, I guess his his pal absorbs most of it right in the face. <laughs> yeah. They they are very much... Give me one of your eyebrows. <laughs> surprised. Um, so the one who just has yeah, his eyebrows singed off, uh, it is his turn.
2: Yeah, can we tell he's surprised because he doesn't have eyebrows? It's just occurring to me that this may have been backwards. What? We may we may have wanted you guys to be at range to throw the fireball.
1: We are at range. We're at 60 feet.
2: Yeah, but I mean, like, it's still gonna take us, like, three turns to get up to these guys.
1: Oh, they saw... Well, you were going, they saw you at 60 feet. So we, like, our intention was always to be at 60 feet. We had no idea how far you'd get.
2: They... Tim? Yep. You guys went up the middle. Did they see us at 60 feet away from them? Or did they see us at 60 feet away from the cave?
0: Uh, 60 feet away from them. Oh, dang. That's
1: what I mean.
2: That's way different. Oh, I was very confused. I thought we were...
0: Sorry. Chalk it up to my subpar narrating. But you know it's not subpar. How well these frost giants throw boulders. Which one is about to do? Um, um,
1: just to, yeah. just one point that I want to I, have—they run forward. Like, are they they saw these guys at thirty feet, but now they are sixty feet. But now they have moved closer than that.
0: Well, they haven't had their turns yet. But this one, whose turn it is, is moving. Oh yes, okay, taking so its full movement uh, towards towards your group because it just got blasted by a fireball. Uh, he won't make it. Oh,
1: how fast does it go?
0: Forty feet. Uh, so it will move 40 feet and then just just kind of, like, spike a boulder down, like, really angry. Ooh. At the ghouls.
1: Conveniently only at the ghouls.
2: Didn't realize Undead could wear red shirts.
1: Right?
0: No, unfortunately, he eyes up Gutterbird and rolls a, uh, a dirty 20 to hit with the boulder.
1: Ooh. Oh. This is going to hurt a lot. Oh, God.
0: So it's going to be a total of 28 points of bludgeoning damage.
2: Oh! Oh, oh, my word!
0: (laughs) I regret everything. Okay. Um, It is... uh, the Aladrin's turn, both of them. And then it will be Chai. So... One of them is going to cast uh, Cure Wounds at second level and heal Gutterbird for 10 points.
1: Oh. Okay.
0: Don't be suspicious.
1: Yeah, don't be suspicious.
0: Okay. The other one is going to dash forward as far as she can out of the trench, puts her fingers together out front, and a wide arc of fire ignites in front of her and uh, she casts Burning Hands.
2: One did cure wounds. Oh, the Aladrin. Sorry, I was like, no, just the one giant. No, I don't just, know how I'm, a frost I'm,
1: giant knows fire magic, but they are I'm do. trying to keep track of what kind of <laughs> shit they're doing.
0: Okay. Mm. Mentally. One Aladrin is now uncomfortably close to a frost giant and it is Chai's turn. Uh,
1: okay, uh, so how? what is the visual distance between that Aladrin and... And the giant, and then the two giants,
0: respectively, together. So the two giants are within 20 feet of each other, so they're pretty close. And the eladrin that okay. just moved is about 15 feet away from the first giant.
1: I've just seen Gutterbird get like fucking like spiked like a football.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say rocked.
1: Oh <laughs> god damn it, rocked like rock like a hurricane apparently. Um, and I'm angry. And I was, I was super hesitant, but I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to look at the Eladrin and I'm going to say, thank you. And then I'm going to kind of like almost put myself, I'm going to put myself a little further away, like go move slightly back, maybe down the path. And I'm just going to like close my eyes for a second. And I bring my hands up, uh, kind of like waist height and, the wind starts to shift again, so it got more intense when they came out. But I'm starting to shift it again, and you see little like sparks come off my hands. And my, I open my eyes, and my normal eyes are gone. They're actually just like glowing,
0: the googly like, eyes, orbs
1: of light, googly eyes, but like but like angry googly eyes. And I'm gonna change the storm. Over where the two of the giants are, because they're within 60 feet. And I'm going to make it even fucking angrier. And I'm going to call lightning. So I call lightning down to a specific spot within that 60 foot radius. So I'm going to call it down on the the magic one didn't. Oh, they don't. Uh, the magic one didn't take as much damage yet, right? Correct. Okay, I'm gonna, uh, this, but this one's up in my business. Okay, I'm gonna take down, I'm gonna uh, pull the lightning down on the smashy one that's up in our group's business. So it has to make a dexterity saving throw.
0: It fails.
1: Spectacular. It takes 4d10 lightning damage. Not bad, not great. Uh, 8... 16, 26 points of lightning damage. Above average. Okay. And I'm gonna try and like tuck behind some rocks and hide.
0: (laughs) It's Bryce's turn. He will move up his movement speed and then he will take the dodge action. The two ghasts, uh, you know, uh, follow with him, but they surge ahead. So they get basically almost into melee combat with magic giant. Uh, But that's their turn. They won't be able to attack this round. And it is the other giant's turn now. And it is seeing a lot of firepower come out of this trench. And so far, not a whole lot has been done from these other two guys who are running up the middle. So it's going to cast Erupting Earth on the trench. Oh, that doesn't sound good. You said you moved back some. Uh, Chai, how far did you move back? I was (laughs) far enough. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's, this ra- what's the range? Um, no, okay, practically I would have gone, okay, so if I was 60 feet up, I probably would have gone my full distance backwards. So I would have been 90, f- no, I would have been, so 30 feet from where I just was in the trench, but 90 feet, I guess, from where they originally were.
0: Uh, these, this erupting earth will then catch one of the aladrin Gutterbird and all three of the ghouls. So I need, uh, Kevin, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. <sighs> Let's do this thing. <laughs> 11. Oh no. So under your feet, the ground starts to churn, and you can feel like it's almost like some kind of eruption. Uh... I guess that's what was the name of the spell again erupting Apt- earth yeah it's erupting earth
1: erupting <laughs> earth
0: <laughs> uh aptly titled it will do 29 points of bludgeoning damage
3: <gasps> oh come on
0: severely hurting oh. one of the eladrin and killing outright two of the ghouls
1: oh my god you you are not in a good place right now right
3: a Honestly, it sounds like it's the giant that's not in a good place if he's doing this kind of stuff. But no, I'm in a terrible place. (laughs) Are you still conscious? Okay, okay. Uh, I got five hit points.
1: I was going to say that cure wounds is the only thing that's keeping him up. And the aid. (laughs) Oh yeah, the aid. Oh yeah, you had five additional ones. I forgot about that. Did you factor that in?
3: Yeah, that's part of it.
1: (laughs) Oh good. Okay, cool. I forgot. I mean, so far they have only attacked us because we're the only ones doing it. So I hope that once they get in there, we'll have a little less heat on us.
0: We're the only ones just lighting them up. Okay, and it is now Thaddeus' turn.
1: No
2: battle plan survives the first five minutes of combat. Uh, So this one is clearly a terrible plan. So Thaddeus is going to run 30 feet forward, look at Bryce and just shake his head and go, throw a javelin at the... um, magic giant for a solid 13.
1: Mm. Big targets, though. Big targets. Maybe.
0: 13 uh, does not get through. It's patchwork armor.
2: Uh, That is not the important part of my turn, though. The important part of my turn is my bonus action spell. And I turn to the melee giant and go, "Oi!" come get some, and cast Compelled Duel. (laughs) So he has to make a wisdom saving throw of DC 13.
1: Oh my god. Bring in the double up heat? Alright. Gotta take something off of you guys.
0: (laughs) So, this giant has a plus zero, and I rolled a 12.
3: (gasps) Oh my god! (laughs)
2: So, uh, oh compelled duel for, I believe it's the next minute. Jesus. Yeah. A, and so I'm within 30 feet of him, correct?
0: Yep. <laughs> Otherwise Disgusting. that wouldn't have been a thing.
2: So uh, concentration one minute, uh, you attempt to compel a creature into a duel. One creature that you can see within range must make a wisdom saving throw On a failed save, the creature is drawn to you, compelled by your divine demand. For the duration, it has disadvantage on attack rolls against creatures other than you. Oh, damn. And must make a wisdom saving throw each time it attempts to move to a space that is more than 30 feet away from you. If it succeeds on this saving throw, the spell doesn't restrict the target's movement for that turn. The spell ends if I attack any other creature... If I cast a spell that targets a hostile creature other than the target, or if a creature friendly to me damages the target or casts a harmful spell on it. Or if I end my turn more than 30 feet away from the target. So I've locked me into the the melee guy for now at least. In an attempt to take some of the heat
0: off of... So he turns to face you. Our casting team. Raises his axe and like kind of gives you what you think might be like the giant version of a salute and like punches his chest once and it's like a thunderclap and he he squares up to you and you can tell it is it's gonna happen (laughs)
2: oh shit (laughs) and I kind of just after this I'm like Bryce this might have been dumb but stick to the your part of the plan I got this one
1: (laughs) I got this one (laughs) Jesus. Okay. Does it make a save if I damage it? Like, does that break the focus? It breaks it. So, so I sh-
2: just okay. go after the magic. Wand.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> and I would, you've done this before, so I would have known.
2: I have used compelled to yeah. before, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm way. like, would I have known the, the, what this yeah. means? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Damn
0: it. And Bryce gives an invisible command to the last of the ghouls who runs past the axe giant and towards the magic he won, using its move action and then needing to dash to close the distance. So there are now two ghasts and one the one remaining ghoul in close combat with magic giant. We are now back up to the top of the order with Gutterbird. I would like, in my uh,
3: shambling state to now still put faith in my fire and my distance and cast Scorching Ray and take that for a little spin. Okay.
2: Uh, you do know to leave the melee one yeah. alone, though.
3: Okay, yeah, then it's four four going to, to the magic one. Okay. Juicy. I love Roll it. Roll four
0: d20. Thirteen. Twelve. Thirteen. Sixteen. Is
1: this plus your spell casting modifier? Those are raw. So yeah, you did get below nineteen. Yeah. Right. Your lowest number was a twelve. Yes. Yeah.
0: So yeah. all four of those connect. So roll
3: your fireball damage again, <laughs> essentially. <Yeah. laughs> and that's eight d. No, sorry. Yeah, eight d sixes.
0: Yep. I yep. believe so. Thirty-eight. <sighs> okay, so Gutterbird is transformed into like a fucking like laser cannon here. I love it (laughs) Okay, well that hurt a lot And it is now Axe Giant's turn He's going to close the distance with Thaddeus And attack twice Your AC is 15 or 16
2: 16 So if you rolled a 15 And under,
0: I would appreciate it So he swings Once and misses, but the second swing Does connect for 27 points Of slashing damage
2: 27 that's
1: That's the first hit
2: that's one hit
0: yeah he swung and he missed on the second one and the axe slams down into the ground like next to you sending snow and rock debris flying into the air you can tell it probably would have hurt okay so the two other Eladrin are going to uh, charge towards the um, the magic giant and they will each use their Burning Hands spell, respectively.
2: He's a Ladrin coming in with a hot hand.
0: Okay, you can tell. Other giant does not like that. Chai, it's your turn.
1: Oh, I'm going to uh, look over at GB. And I will say it's like, I will literally just go, like, tilt my head back, finger gun, and be like, nice. And I will cast yes. uh, Healing Word. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. Do I... Uh, what is your rule for casting multiple spells in the same turn? Well, no, I'm not casting. Okay, so here's what I want to do. You can tell me if it works. Uh, I want to use this healing word as a bonus action, and then I want to use my action to bring down another lightning because it's the spell's already up, so I'm not casting anything. Yeah. Does that work? I
0: think that I think that tracks.
1: Okay. So as long as you're cool with it, that's what I'm going to do. So healing word to... GB. Uh, so he gets noise. Uh, that's my spellcasting modifier. So you get a whopping seven points back. Thank you. Double dig. Oh, he's in a double digits. I was like, that was not double digits. I don't know if you can count. Uh, and then I'm going to call lightning down on the magic one. So it has to make a dexterity saving throw. Also, is it wearing metal armor by any chance?
0: He's not wearing metal armor, and it is—he uh, manages to pass.
1: Okay, well, we still get half damage for D10 lightning. Not the greatest. Thirteen full damage. I rolled real shit.
0: So they get you. All right, give him his little zap. <laughs>
1: I literally, it just makes that sound like it's like like a pop gun kind of thing. Like tss.
0: Okay, Bryce charges forward with his screaming skull mace, which is not screaming yet, but it might, uh, towards the magic giant, which is now being attacked from all sides by Eladrin, Ghouls, Agul, a and a couple of ghasts. And he goes in swinging herd. He connects with it twice, and you can tell that this... Giant is starting to look pretty rough. The two ghasts will also claw into this giant's—I uh, I don't know—shin, kneecap. They're not—they're not that tall. One of the gasts manages to connect with its claws, and then that takes us to the giant's turn. What will it do?
2: Fireball centered on itself. <laughs>
1: Convenient.
0: Um, it is going to cast uh, thunder wave at 3rd level. Ooh! Ooh. Okay. Uh, Bryce manages to pass his constitution saving throw. Uh, The others are not lucky. And the total is 24 points of damage on the Thunder Wave. So this is going to take some people out of the fight. Bryce narrowly manages to hold his ground. Uh, This pushes back all of the undead and both the Eladrin, one of whom... Hits the ground in a bloody heap and is no longer moving.
1: One of the Aladrin is gone.
0: Yeah, they look super dead. Which one? Which one's dead? Is it the one yeah, that helped
1: Gutterbird? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> which one? Because I've seen what I've been looking at, where they went. Which was the one that cured Gutterbird? Is that the one that's down?
0: Uh, yeah, that one is the one who's who's knocked unconscious. Well, yeah, at zero, we'll say that also. That also kills the last of the ghouls. There's only two of the ghastly pilgrims still remaining in the fight. We are now back up at... Oh, wait, hang on. The ghasts... Did they get to attack? Oh, wait, no, it's the ghouls' turn and they're all so. dead. Never mind. Okay, we're back up at the top with Gutterbird. <laughs>
1: hey, 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 hey,
0: hey. Oh, yeah. Whoa, 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 What?
1: Did Thaddeus go?
2: I, I haven't had a chance to respond to getting slapped really oh, hard. Oh, shit,
0: sorry. Like okay. My bad. Okay, yes, please go. Yeah, I am the, I am the bottom of Literally the order.
2: Literally
1: last,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I'm
2: the bottom of the order, so it's fine.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: for my ac- <laughs> for my action, I'm just going to kind of push some of the uh, sweat, off, <laughs> sweat and blood off of my face and use Lay on Hands for 27 HP to put me back up to 60. <laughs> and I'm using my bonus action to cast Shield of Faith now that he's over by me. So I brought him to me, and now my AC is 18.
0: Okay, all right. We are back up at the top then with Gutterbird. All right. How many slots do I have? I've done a lot of spells. You
3: only have two, I believe.
1: Which I think you've you've used.
3: Yeah, you've used both of them.
1: But you've got okay. all
3: of your crazy cantrip shit. Yeah. So yeah, I would like to cast my uh, just uh, an Eldritch Blast uh, in his uh, his direction. Um, with my uh, with my agonizing
0: blasts. Okay. So that's two two bolts at this point, so you're rolling two D twenty?
3: Uh twenty so twenty four. And that is going to be twenty two. So have got a five and a four.
1: Plus he gets to add something to the damage, right?
0: Yeah, he has uh, his charisma, his charisma modifier, modifier on each one, so it'd be plus eight. So I think that's a total of seventeen. Oh, that's right. not so
3: bad. That's not so bad. No.
0: As this magical, as this magically imbued frost giant looks closer and closer to having no more fight left in him, you can see in the distance, like some of the mountain peaks beginning to fade. Not even the distance, but like the near distance. You can see some of these rocky spires beginning to like fade from existence the illusion magic being slowly broken okay back back to our duel let's see what Mr. Frost Giant has with his axe he, he stomps the ground like in frustration that you're not dead yet and he winds up for another vicious swing
2: uh, my AC is now 18 just a reminder
0: okay well I rolled in an unbelievable way I rolled two 10s and an 11, so that's going to be a total of 37 points of slashing damage on one hit. He missed the other one. Okay, the remaining gray aladrin runs back up to the frost giant, places her hand on it, and casts the spell, and the frost giant winces, and she looks a little bit healthier, and that takes us to Chai.
1: I'm gonna keep going on the my brain is shutting off the magic giant with another call lightning and i'm going to huck uh gutterbird a healing potion but i so it has to make a dexterity saving throw
0: it fails
1: let's hope i roll something decent making crispy
0: Ooh. not
1: bad 26 points of lightning damage oh, rock, 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 rock.
0: Oh, It is... He looks like he's barely hanging on. Okay. Uh, Bryce is going to take some swings. Well, uh, hot rolls are no longer, so he's going to miss two times. Let's see if the ghasts can do anything. One of the ghasts rolls a crit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. The Achilles tendon! Yeah, (gasps) could you imagine? If it just had one hit point left, and this fucking shambling corpse does the last bit,
0: that's
2: that's great radio right there. God damn. The me. NPC getting
0: the
1: job that's done. That's so, oh fuck me.
0: It slashes him good, but he's stubbornly refusing to die. And that takes us to the giant's turn. He's starting to look desperate, knowing that this battle is not going their way. What's he gonna do? He's looking around, see who's the biggest biggest pest.
2: Oh, no. Sure, shit isn't me.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's that Bryce guy that keeps like biting at his ankles.
0: It's going to stop casting magic, bend over, and pick up a boulder and throw it again at Gutterbird.
3: Ah. <gasps> oh!
0: And I roll a total of That's twenty-five to I hit. Don't...
3: Oh god! <laughs> Catches the healing potion and the <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's while well, I'm looking in one direction to get yeah. the healing <laughs> sorry
1: <potion. for> the, <laughs> I'm sorry for the distraction, Gutterbird. No! chibi
3: Oh, God. I think
1: you're gonna, there's no way, unless you roll like ones on all the dice. Because you're at what, 17? That's a lot. <laughs> 12? 12.
0: Yeah. So the total is uh, 24 points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I would like to cast the Uno Reverse card. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's that puts you at zero. So you're gonna have to make that a death negative, a death saving throw immediately.
3: Okay. Oh yeah.
1: T- tell us what you see. I want oh yeah, hear.
0: yeah. If you want a bonus, give us a little, give us a little flashback into your fo- foggy memory. It's just fog. <laughs> <laughs> It's just as footage not found.
1: Amber <laughs> <laughs> <You remember> 404?
0: <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
3: actually, you know, it could be interesting. Like, maybe near-death experiences are some of the only times where I can actually get insight into my past. Oh, intriguing. I don't know if I can just make sh- shit up like that, like mechanics up like that, but I'm doing it. <laughs> but well, I like- think... Uh, yeah, I think uh, in uh, you know I look back and it's a, a simple pastoral, a very a very bucolic scene. And I'm sitting on, you know, the porch of of my cabin and uh, my that kind of cottage, kind of waterfront-ish. And in the distance, I see, uh, you know, maybe my wife bringing back uh, some some, uh, some wildflowers she's picked to to gussy up our. Our little one-room table with a or one, ro- one room house with only basically only a table, and I look um, down. Maybe I'm whittling. Maybe I'm whittling a new pipe that looks like uh, Gandalf, like all the ones you see at the the pot shops, because um, we have those. And uh, so then, as you know, I, as I look back up, I notice the flowers in my wife's hand begin to wilt as clouds kind of come over. The mountains in the background casting a pall over uh, over the the valley that we're in, not unlike the beginning of that one Jack and the Beanstalk Mickey Mouse cartoon, and then and then it all fades.
0: Okay, yeah, I think that's good enough for a plus two bonus to your roll. So let's see what happens.
3: All right, let's. <laughs> Uh, so with the plus
0: two, 18. Okay, all right, so that's one success. Nice. And that takes us to Thaddeus.
1: Thank God.
2: Uh, seeing that GB's gone down. Would you have seen it? I'd have seen the boulder
1: throw. Oh, yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying you don't physically see him because we're, I guess we're in yeah. the trench, yeah.
2: But it's one of those things where you can kind of infer based on what's happening around me that GB's gone down. Uh, and as the second axe blow that misses is glanced off by my azure blue, kind of almost like ethereal cocoon of wings that have, that is my shield of faith, they kind of come back out. I'm bleeding pr- pretty profusely at this point, having taken two of those hits total. Uh, and I just grip the axe and I go can't wait for shithead to get back and i rock back for a big old swing and yeah i'm gonna go for the great weapon master on the first one oh that doesn't matter it wouldn't have hit anyway that was a three on the die second attack i'm doing it again i'm angry uh that's a 19 to hit
0: 19 does hit
2: so I will pump a second level smite into this for 3d8 added to my 1d12 plus 4 and the 10. So uh, so we have 24 slashing damage and 13 radiant damage.
0: Okay. Your attack sends this giant like staggering back and it looks surprised to have received such a mighty blow from such a diminutive opponent
2: and it was one of those kind of like he's got his axe down in the ground I've come over the top with mine clanged it off of a piece of his patchwork armor and just said fuck this and Thaddeus plants a foot on the uh, the back of his axe head and kind of uses it as a leaping point to get an uppercut swing and hit him in the jaw
0: okay well that takes us to the top of the turn order where Gutterbird will have to make another death saving throw but I think that will have to wait until next time.
2: <gasps> no. <laughs> Sweet.
1: Oh my God. Just
3: Wild. Cause I got Wild.